I'm Robin Amlo of IBS Intelligence, and I'm joined by John Cragg, CEO of MyHSM. And John, you have a new home. The company has been acquired by Ultimaco, a um, German company, for those who, who don't know. They're based in Aachen in Germany. What's behind their acquisition of MyHSM? Well, hi, Robin. Good to be back. So a number of things, really, Robin. As you know, a couple of years ago now, Talus acquired Gemalto. That was a, yet another rationalization of the of the HSM industry. We started MyHSM back in 2018, and it was predicated initially on a strategic relationship with Talus. As it turned out, Gemalto Management, which basically ended up running uh, Talus eSecurity, had a different view of the world, I guess, and didn't share the same vision of cloud that my ex-colleagues in Talus did, and therefore our strategic relationship became less strategic and more, more a partnership. At that time, we, we, we looked at where we were and what we were trying to achieve, and, and it became obvious that our, our sticking to just one vendor was based on uh, that strategic partnership, and it was always our ambition at the appropriate time to go dual vendor. So it's about that time that I, I met uh, Stefan Arbach, the CEO, CEO of, of Utamarco, and it became very apparent as so many as it happened so many times in this way that we shared a very very strong common view of the future, and that view is based around cloud and as a service for payment HSMs and, and HSMs as a whole. So we kind of got into a discussion around using the AT1000, which is the older Tala product, which is now part of the Utamarco stable. And we then discussed a strategic relationship, and it became apparent that Utamarco liked what we did so much. As Ronson once said, for those of us old, old enough, we liked the product so much we decided to buy it. So here we are. I love that phrase, <laughs> but uh, that's great. So we've already got the A21000 now in our, our data center. We are collaborating strongly with them. The deal only closed literally at the death of 2020 on Christmas Eve bit of a fraught finish to my Christmas Eve. So after the Christmas break, we've been spending the last few weeks uh, kind of talking about how we're going to come together, how the, how the businesses are going to interoperate and what the future looks like. And with Utamarco having things coming along such as Utrust and Utrust Anchor, which is their cloud products, it absolutely meshes perfectly with our strategy. So over the next six to 12 months, we've got a really strong roadmap forwards in, in evolving to a stronger, better, fully cloud operation with not just gen payment HSMs, but also looking at the future for, for general purpose HSMs as well. So this offers greater scope for you to market your services effectively? Absolutely. We have the ability now to, to market our products to the whole of the, the Utamarco install base and potentially those people looking at where they go as they still have to migrate off the old Talus Pay Shield 9000. But very much, you know, the, the bringing into the mix not just payment HSMs but general purpose HSMs is a, is a very strong message, especially in the financial, so financial space where people have to do things like 3D secure or faster payments where you're looking, looking at cryptocurrencies. And banks have to wrestle with all these things, not just gen, payment HSMs, but crypto as a service and, and everything else. So it very much gives us a very a much broader, stronger opportunity with a wealth of opportunities. Not to say, uh, and this may be a bit odd for most people, 
Not to say that we're going to turn our back on Talus. Absolutely not the case. The Talus Pay Shield is a good product. It's still the number one product in the market space. And it is very much in our plan to remain dual vendor. So we're not going to force a customer to go in any direction they don't want. We'll service both of them. And we will we'll put both products forwards, good, bad, and indifferent. And it will be the customer's choice as to what they feel is best for their use at the time. Is there a benefit to MyHSM in terms of future investment uh, as well as marketing to an established customer base? Yeah, absolutely. What we are already doing, and, and it, the, the, the strange thing that a lot of people may not appreciate is is the small nature of the world we operate in. And coming to, to, to Marco, there's at least half a dozen to a dozen of my ex-close colleagues from Talis already working there, including head of product management. So we've already started really in-depth discussions around what our business needs, what their roadmap is, and how we can influence that roadmap to make sure it delivers much stronger open platforms to make it much more cloud-friendly for what we want to do. And I think it's really important because it's only after you've done what we've done that you fully appreciate what is needed. We are learning so much. In the early days of this business, we set out some some expectations. And I may have mentioned it when we spoke last about how long is a customer going to remain in test before they go live. Well, it's the end of our year was just phenomenal. We signed up so many customers in December. It was our best month ever. And I'm glad to say that that, that has continued. And some customers now are spending less than a week from our first conversation to signing a test agreement, which is phenomenal. Some, our very first customer that we ever signed up is still in test, unfortunately. So, but but that that that's just the nature of the beast. Some some customers are moving much faster than others. But as I say, as we learn, as we continue to talk to new clients, and it's really frustrating we're not allowed to mention names because we just signed. Only today, our biggest ever household name. We're not allowed to mention them, but we signed them today, and everybody's absolutely elated with it. And it's it's the, this organisation is so much aligned to what we do. It, it's just brilliant, and I'm really keen that we can talk about that hopefully very soon. You said you signed up this swathe of customers in towards the back end of the year. What's behind that? Do you think? A lot of people have told me, well, first, diff- different things about 2020. One person said, we fell asleep in March 2020 and woke up in 2030. Somebody, yeah, else, I, somebody yeah. else has told me it's doom and gloom, the sky is falling, everybody's put their projects on hold. The truth lies somewhere in between, as it always does. But it sounds to me, from what you're saying, certainly in your part of the business, that it's more towards the former than the latter. March caused me some sleepless nights, not just because of what was on everybody's mind, which was obviously COVID, which is still with us. But we we really saw this downturn in March, April and the beginning of May, whilst people wrestled with what this actually meant. And then June, July time, it really started picking up again, which was which was really good and important for us as a startup. But absolutely, I couldn't agree more that there, 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 there are so many different views. But I don't think there is one clear answer in my view, because I think the financial world as a whole, which is where we live, is at a bit of a turning point because open banking was fantastic when it started. And if we look at three of the main ones, if you look at uh, Revolut, 
Starling Bank and then Monzo. I think that these organizations all started with a fantastic opportunity and it really accelerated and everybody was getting aboard with these things. But like so many opportunities, I think, in the financial world, they sound really good and they start off really good. They've invested a lot of money in, in this business and then you wake up one morning like any business and go, well, how do we now commercialize this? How do we actually start making a profit from what we've been doing? And I've known Andrew Hodges for so many years now back at Miura, and I think Miura was another typical case. It was fantastic, the concept of a a low-cost, small, portable POS terminal that was low-cost that anybody could use was, was a fantastic idea. And then they hit this, and then lots of other companies started developing them, and then they're all sitting there going, so we're selling it, and why are people buying it? They're buying it because it's cheap. So how can we add value to this so that we can raise the value of the product because we're only making a very small margin and that's never going to go anywhere. And I think open banking is just the same in those three organizations. We've seen the the CEO this week, I think of Monza, step down, the founder, to say, you know, it's just not kind of working for him anymore. Starling Bank's doing well and obviously Revolut have now applied for a banking license because I think they've realized that open banking and being, being this virtual bank isn't really going to make them any money unless they grow up and become a proper bank and get a license. I think COVID has obviously pushed a lot of new technology forward very quickly. I was reading today about barcode scanners have had a massive increase as well. So I think it is like all all the kind of pivotal points we've seen is going to cause a rationalization of the industry. There's going to be successes who do really well and do okay. And then these people who, because of where the money's drying up or COVID's causing it not to happen the way they wanted to, they're going to fall by the wayside. But I think that probably what the rush we saw towards the end of last year was the fallout from it not happening earlier in the year. I'm not, unfortunately, I wish I was, I'm not saying that we're on this trajectory and it's just going to continue now. I think we are on a trajectory that we are now getting far better known. We're reaching all corners of the world. We're over 20-odd countries now using our product. We've opened our data centers in Singapore, North America, Europe, and the UK, of course. I can say that different differently now. And we're looking at expanding next into Australia. So, you know, it's fantastic. John Craig, CEO of MyHSM, thank you very much. Pleasure, Robin. Nice to talk to you again.